What's up, everyone? We are back. Another episode. I, uh, I'm going to be honest. It's been a little bit since we put these out on the podcast feed, on the RSS feed. That is my bad. We will be doing a better job of getting these out on time. We've actually recorded quite a few of these, so I will be beginning to roll all these out. Of course, you guys can catch these live, twitch.tv slash dayholy underscore grail. Come by, say hi, ask a question. It's a great time. But today, if you guys are into MLB The Show, if you guys like the game, and you guys like to see it at a high level or want to play it at a high level, this is the one for you. We got some top 50 players. We got some best players in the game. We got Kreiner, Seabrev, Trumination. These guys are arguably the best players in MLB The Show. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Again, make sure you guys leave a review. Appreciate all you guys tuning in. And here we go. Too broke to pay attention. Man, man. Yeah. Manless, manless. All I got is the same vision. A couple million make you stand different. They dropped the ball and so I ran with it. I'm like, manless, manless. All I got is the same vision. All right. So I think, we, I think we're going to get it started. So welcome back. We are on episode five now of the stream deck. Uh, glad to have you guys all here. We have our normal co-host with me, Ansel Armstrong, and the scan. And we're bringing back Seabrev and Truman Nation again. Glad you guys could be back. We got a new guest on the stream deck. The one and only. One of the best players in MLB The Show. An absolute prodigy. Kreiner, welcome back. Or welcome to the, the podcast, my man. Glad to have you, Thank dude. You guys. Thank you guys for having me. Of course, dude. So, um, you know, we ask our new guests every time. We just, you know, I have a couple questions to ask you to get to know you a little better. Before we hop mm -hmm. into the conversation. So... What I have for you today is, uh, you know, I was really wondering, like, when did you know that, you know, this game was something that you could really grind out and be good at and uh, and ultimately end up streaming it? I know there's, you know, before last year, there weren't many, uh, you know, real competitive players playing the game, and it's, it's definitely grown the game a lot. So yeah. just wondering. In the beginning of 19, I just started playing ranked for fun, and mm -hmm. I saw myself at, like, 950, with like, two weeks ago with top 50. I made a push. I ended up not getting it, but then I started just trying those next couple months. And I think my first one was in like June, and that when the first time I got it, I started streaming mm -hmm. um, on Twitch, and I just kind of took off from there. I just kept grinding and grinding, and then we're now we're here. So did you um? So is nineteen your first game that you played Diamond Dynasty, or did you play over the show before? Uh, I played that? since I played since sixteen. Gotcha. But I wasn't good at all to 18, pretty much. And that's funny, because 18 was, cause was quite the game. Yeah, I started playing at like the end of 18, because I played a lot of Fortnite before, so. <laughs> yeah, were you cracked at Fortnite? At that um, too? No. Oh, of course you <laughs> had to get that in there. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> um, you forgot the my guy. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll add another question. Um, you know, as someone that's you know arguably better than basically everyone you play, like what is something that really gets you going when you're when you're playing? Is it that you know that twelve and zero game, or is it against someone that you know maybe previously got the best of you? Like what 
what uh you know what gets you kind of like nervous you know when you play or do you uh, even feel that way at all anymore i don't feel nervous at all anymore really i just have to play my, if i play my game uh, the score will speak for itself can't be nervous or anything going into any of these games especially with how the game plays you have to keep mm-hmm. a level height even though it's very hard to do so see that's like the opposite of me because like when i'm on that like 12 and 0 game like my heart is pounding out of my chest like everything is like just su- i don't know man like yeah those games i definitely do walk in more but at the end of the day i try to win every game i play mm-hmm. so. and we talked about Seabrev, talking about this with Seabrev too i think after uh after you won the uh after the november tournament Seabrev, you were talking about just like you know never getting too high and never getting too low and just kind of staying you know somewhere in the middle is that something you do too Kreiner just like trying to just stay um, low and not letting well, like one game effect or one play affect you or anything like that that does happen to me I try not to do it but mm-hmm. that's definitely something I need to work on mm-hmm. but I guess like, the bigger the game the more I try to focus in a way because like mm-hmm. when I'm just playing VR on stream I wouldn't say um unless it's like the third inning down by one with two outs mm-hmm. I just in a way, I play better when I'm not as locked in just because I'm not focused as much. Mm-hmm. So I think some, some, like in some way, I play better doing that when I'm not focused. I'm just reading chat the whole time and I'm just swinging the bat and not even paying attention. Definitely. That's when I play my best. Definitely. I feel that. I feel that. Definitely. I mean, I feel like there's a good balance too because if all you're doing is reading chat, then. All of a sudden, you're down by like five runs. You don't know how you got there. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> that's happened to me way too much. Also, dude, there's seriously games where I won't even know what happened, and it'll be the seventh <laughs> inning. Like it's it's literally like blacking out. Like when you give a presentation and something, it's so weird. <clears throat> um. So before we go into everything that's gone wrong in MLB The Show 20, because we could talk about that for a long time, but. I wanna I wanna start it off on this. Like, what do you guys think? You know, there are a lot of things were implemented in the in this game that you know, for better or worse, changed it. And I'm just wondering, what are some good things that you take away from from this game that you hope stays in the game next year moving forward? Uh, the main thing, in my opinion, is perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Even though it can be inconsistent at times, mm-hmm. it was a great addition. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say Outlier was pretty universally liked. Mm. Yeah. Uh, perfect throws, pretty universally liked. Keeping button accuracy fast. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. I to me, perfect that. throws were huge. I don't see people talk about that as much, but that's mm. been nice to be able to actually know you have like a semi-decent chance of being able to throw someone out if yeah. you have good inputs. Whereas like in previous years... It's just one gonna happen. You just run all day, pretty much. It's really well implemented too, because they reward you on the tag and not on the throw, so your opponent can't tell if you got a perfect throw or not. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really good in that sense. I would love for them to expand on quirks more next year. As I forget who brought it up, but I thought outlier was a great addition. But I'd like to see quirks on hitting more. Do you guys like? Do you guys look at that when you're when you're deciding who to play? Like, because as I don't even look at any of that other than outlier. That's the only one I pay attention to. But you guys, yeah, I look at outlier. Yeah, but I would. I look at the active quirks on the on the finest cards. Mm -hmm. Are pretty important, but otherwise, no. 
I think um, <clears throat> I think an underrated thing that a lot of people don't remember from last year is uh, catchers like 99 Pudge, one of the best defensive catchers of all time. They couldn't block baseballs. I think they mm-hmm. nailed catcher defense this year. Um, again, you know, kind of a smaller thing, but uh, it was a big issue last year, especially early oh, on. So that was one of the worst things I remember. That yeah, <laughs> it was brutal. It was horrible. especially when your AL collection reward is a catcher. That was just a right. Yeah. Couple months. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was tough. And that um, that actually leads me to a conversation that I want to have. Um, didn't think it'd be brought up so quick, but since you bring it up. Uh, what do you guys think about these collection rewards? You guys think like the Mickey Mantle um, and Gary Sheffield and Craig Biggio, how do you guys think those cards hold up uh, throughout the year? And do you guys think that those types of cards should be in the game day one? A lot of people argue that, you know, they're so good at the beginning that, you know, it sometimes can be unfair at the beginning and, and stuff like that. I just want to know your guys' thoughts on all that. Um, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I think it's a good addition overall. I do understand that side, but it makes something at the beginning of the game to have you. You can set your mind on getting those as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've heard is only offering the AOE's collection, only um offering the division rewards, and not offering the um like NL, AL, and um whole collection to later in the year, mm-hmm. like May or June. And I think, especially with the team affinities this year, there were so many good cards at the beginning of the year, like that Joey Gallo and Matt mm-hmm. Olson. If they did that, I don't think I'd be against it, but I would rather have Mickey Mantle day one. Yeah, it's tough too because I, I guarantee you a lot of their money is <laughs> made during that first week when people just spend a ridiculous amount of money getting stubs and Yeah, and I was buying. just going to say from like a business point of view, it makes a lot of sense why they have it set up the way they do mm-hmm. to be able to get such a good card so quickly if you put in the extra money. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys would like to be to be added to those collection more? Do you think there's enough as it is? Or you guys like I, I think previously we talked about like maybe holding off and having like, you know, the first stage and then, you know, in a couple months you get like the second stage of the card that's unlocked. That's I think it's good overall right now. I like how they did team affinities this year in stages mm-hmm. instead of releasing the 99 finest in April. Like, I liked how they space those out, like summer, mm-hmm. spring, fall, and winter. Yeah, it seemed like yeah. uh, it seemed like a, some of, some people are getting upset though that they were it almost seemed like that it wasn't consistent on the time that it was released. Like, I feel like the time between one and two was a lot quicker than two and three. If I'm not mistaken no it felt that way it felt like that that final gap to the finest especially i remember mm-hmm. everyone was waiting for the finest cards right after the season ended but they i think that went down that way because it really played out the postseason program mm-hmm. this year so it kind of stalled everything for a month and i if i remember correctly i don't know if this is correct or not i felt like they used to do them like right after the regular season i don't know if that's right or not but I thought they did it after the postseason. Uh, did they do it at the postseason? Oh, well, I guess I'm just. Sure. I think I'm so, sure. Scan. I'm not even entirely sure, but it <laughs> felt like that gap with the postseason, people were just waiting on those forever. But I think they at least did a good job with the postseason program to make that wait a little bit more worth it. 
guess yeah, you could one say. Thing, one thing I think could be cool, going back to kind of like the collections, and this could be too big of an idea, but I know 2K does it. They actually have like, they release a second version of all the live series cards. I, I think that could be cool, like around the All-Star break later in the year, you release. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the finest cards, but pretty much most of the big names get one. You get a second version, make it more usable, and then you can tie another collection to that. Because personally, mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite cards to use usually at the end of the year become the finest because I like using the current players most of the time compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the legends. And one thing that does get frustrating is how quickly those live series cards get outclassed in the game, even with like the quirks and all that. They get they get outmatched pretty quickly on into the season. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind making Definitely. like around the All Star break, making that a second collection reward with like an NL, AL, and another MLB reward. Yeah, no, I like that cool. idea. Never even thought of that. Cause... I'd like At to see them you... do player rewards for the sections of the Trout collection. Mm-hmm. So like you have Ooh, a prime, yeah, <clears throat> yeah like mm-hmm. a prime collection reward, like a yeah. awards collection reward. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it seemed like um, a lot of the content was, like, I don't want to say rushed, but it felt like at times it just, like, there were just, like, so much at one time that you you really couldn't even use all the cards that you wanted. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't see anyone using that Randy card, really, even though that card is incredible. And just examples like that. Like, there, there were a lot of good cards for that postseason program, especially that I just don't see at all. I think it was fully rushed. I, mm-hmm. I think content this year was fully and completely and totally rushed because we were all like loving the content for months and months saying like, you know, content team A plus and yeah, they did do a good job, but it needed to be paced better. Like if I was stuck using like 94 Chipper Jones, who is still good for an extra month or two and we were, you know, and then the 99s start to trickle out, you know, later in the year, then it would still be fresh to a lot of us right now. It would still be way more fresh than it is. And I mean, we're essentially done getting content unless we get Adley and Wander mm-hmm. and some of those guys. But other than that, we're, we're done. Like, it's just, it's, it, they, they brought it out too quick to where it's just, it's old now. Yeah, and how many of these new cards have made your God squad? Um, none. None yeah. since the finest update. Yeah. Which I, I got Ryan brought on the bench, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. there's two specific times i remember thinking like their content release was kind of like awkwardly paced the one was stage three team affinity we just got slammed with a ton of, ton of content and then they also did stage three yeah and so it was, it was mm-hmm. a lot at once i felt like it was kind of weird like they totally could have pushed back stage three like a whole month i felt like at the time mm-hmm. and then um <clears throat> the other one which just escaped me Hold on, I'll think of it. There was stage three, team affinity, and then um the Alzheimer's program mm. was like out of left field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And content was still good at that time too, but they also dropped Alzheimer's. So I don't know, maybe that's part of their plan. Like they have I don't know, maybe they have to hit quarterly revenue goals or they have like to hit certain numbers in certain months but I felt like there was two instances where content was like way too condensed. I also think um, content should be hard. I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I felt like some cards how for how good they were, were very easy to get like, mm-hmm. like almost too easy, too easy to get. 
Yeah, like those player of the month cards, especially, were like just so easy to get. And mm -hmm. it's almost like you aren't satisfied when you do that mm -hmm. grind for the card. You're like, ah, well, sweet, I got the card, yeah. but I, I don't feel like I necessarily deserve to get it, you know? Or, or, you know, it's too easy for everyone to get it. So now you're playing, everyone has that, you know, Corey Seeger and it's hitting a bomb every other bat with him. And it devalues the other cards because you're like, why would I spend 100k on a shortstop when I can get Mondesi in half an hour? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So easily. And like the big thing with content this year, I felt like the the process of earning content was simplified. Like, you know, player programs are very straightforward. A lot of uh, the offline programs were like weren't too bad to do. They're very easy and not too complicated. But I think the issue with that is that you keep that pattern going the entire year. It just got really stale and like non enjoyable at a certain point. And it was just doing every player program for each program, try to get the bosses. Then you would do the conquest map. Then you would do the. It was just very repetitive for all the, uh, the offline content as, at a point. And like I don't know how to combat it, but I I, I think I said it before in here too. There's like I feel like for me, like I I like grinding for players and earning them. So when you make that grind just the same thing over and over and over and over again all year, mm -hmm. then it just burns you out and just mm -hmm. takes away a lot of the uh, enjoyment in the game. Um, I think another thing to go along go with ahead, the answer. pacing is also like, I know probably less so of us because we're playing the game all year, but I know a lot of people were upset with like a guy like Willie Mays. They didn't come out with his 99 until like November, which personally for me, you know, with we have to have something to play for. So mm -hmm. I'm not as worried about that, but I think, if they were to have like a 95 version of maze come out in July or August, yep. you'd have a lot less people upset that they had to wait until November to get a different version and keep those people around some more too. If they're a big fan of a certain player or a certain card type that they want to be able to use. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And sorry, Kreiner. <clears throat> you can go. Um, I also think piggybacking off of that, I think it would be really cool to have like a lesser, easier, obtainable version of the day one collection rewards. Mm -hmm. So like, mm -hmm some offline grind that'll get you like a 93 Biggio day one or something for the people like just to hold people over while they grind for collections. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the, the day one collection rewards, that's basically the only cards they ever get the whole year. So it'd be, there's an opportunity there to do like a lower overall. Yeah. Biggio had yeah. his, what is 99 and then like a silver. Yeah. And then, uh, Mantle and Sheffield had like the low 80s players, right. but like they were used for like that first few weeks, and that was nearly it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I get, I guess it does bring up a good point, and you know, a lot of us have been moving in this direction now, um, playing custom leagues because there's so much variety now in cards that we haven't really necessarily used. And you know, you know, we're doing different things like the Moneyball League and and got the Sandlot League and stuff like that. So, I'm just curious. Do you guys feel like uh, custom leagues play better in general, as um, as uh, I guess hitting goes, at least? Because um, pitching, we can go, we can get into pitching, but um, how do you guys feel about custom league gameplay? Do you guys have enough experience to kind of comment on that? What are you guys' thoughts? I'm completely sure custom leagues play better. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I That's think they, I've had the game. I still think they use the hitting engine, that the day one hitting engine, in custom leagues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, every, I agree. And the only thing about it is some swings get rewarded way too much, like early gone, late gone. Mm -hmm, like yeah. A lot of it is just like two money runs, 
that you're not even on. Yeah, hitting yeah. in custom leads is really, like, powerful, I guess. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Like, a good player can easily score 20 in custom leagues. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's very obvious that the sliders in different game modes of Diamond Dynasty are, mm-hmm. are different. No, definitely. I agree with that. You could feel, like, you you play an all-star game in in uh, BR, and then you hop into an all-star game on certain events, and it feels, like, completely different. I don't know what it is. And I remember that one event we had a few weeks back. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember people were just knocking the socks off the baseball and i was like what am i watching like when do events play like this <laughs> this event is like that too yeah it is yeah. it's yeah. crazy um but... go ahead Kroner. um speaking of what scan just said all-star and ranked and all-star and br is two completely different game modes in my opinion mm-hmm. how so yeah um and ranked even though it's better cards i feel like there's just the hitting is like completely different in a way like uh, you get re- the rewarding is still the same and i don't know if it's because of the cards because in br it's like 80 overall teams but i i just feel like in br some guys just like i don't even know how to explain it it's just different i think like, what it is i literally think like high diamond cards have too big of pcis for all-star like I'll like that's where I get the most like yeah seriously. that's that's where I get like the most like good like PCI flyouts and then like I'll jump into an All Star game on ranked with like golds and score fifteen runs. Dude, Joey Gallo is the best All Star hitter out there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's definitely something to that. Like your your w- window of opportunity to make weak contact is higher on All Star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so kind of going off that, you know, there there are a lot of. It was really weird for the competitive scene this year because ESL kind of had those like two tournaments that really didn't, you know, I don't know, man. Like, you know, they tried and and all that, but I just feel like it's not. It was not, you know, the best way to go about things. And even you know, even the last day when they, you know, on the the previous one when they, you know, they took Weens out of it because he was, you know, under eighteen or whatever. How do you guys feel that you know MLB is moving in the competitive scene, and and do you guys want anything to do with ESL or or what do you guys think can be improved, and what do you guys think about this age requirement? I know in like Fortnite and stuff that it's not a thing. You know, you had that Booga guy who won like you know a couple million dollars. He was sixteen at the time, like. What do you guys think about all that? What do you guys think about the competitive scene and like what, what you guys hope you know as good players? You know what what would you be your kind of ideal situation, um, for like an you know an esports MLB the show type scene? If they don't have weekend league in twenty one, I think it's a huge miss. I don't think there's <laughs> any reason why that can't or shouldn't be a thing in this next game. If they can't run a tournament like with money, they need to have something in the game like we can like as you just said. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say they'll completely make up for it, but we need something because ranked seasons is not competitive. Like, mm-hmm. no, I guess it's getting- not rewarding either. Like, why would you? I mean, I know you guys like like to play to be you know the best or have the be on the leaderboards, be top fifty, all that. But like for me as an outsider, like going past nine hundred, there's no incentive for me at all to play so i always just stop after 900 
And going into ESL, um, I think they should run the tour. I think SDS needs to run their own tournaments, like what mm-hmm. Madden does. They need to get, like, I don't know if they have a team just devoted to competitive there, but they need to do it. Because mm-hmm. ESL, I think, is based out of, like, Europe. And mm-hmm. they them running a baseball MLB the show tournament just doesn't work. Yeah, no, yeah, and there are so many issues with it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the lack and, like, of transparency is terrible. Yeah, and trying to draw comparisons, like you mentioned Fortnite before, like Fortnite runs stuff a lot better because it's in-game and they do it all themselves in-game. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the, the ESL stuff was partially implemented in-game since like you didn't have to send friend requests and all that, but still like ESL is running the bracket and setting that all up themselves. Mm-hmm. And clearly they've, they've messed up, I think, every time. Mm-hmm. If, if I recall correctly, they messed up every time. And especially being someone who creates content around the game, it really doesn't want, I really, why take the risk in taking part in that when, you know, they deal with delays and they mess up brackets and they don't do seating properly. And even with the gameplay and how it plays, like how the gameplay is so weird, there's like no incentive for me to play that other than like potentially just like the entertainment of playing in something somewhat high stakes. Like, that's literally it for me. So I feel like they really have to, like you were saying, Kreiner, take it upon themselves, run themselves, get a group of people that actually know what people would want in a competitive MLB The Show tournament, and do it all themselves and don't go through anyone externally, because I'll tell you what, ESL's done a terrible job with it in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, it kind of almost rewards people just playing the game because it's six weeks long, and basically all you had to do was, like, go four and two each time. And then you're in the finals, so I don't know. There's just so many better ways I feel like you could have went around it, and the fact that they haven't done anything to improve it this year is kind of concerning to me. I also think 128 was a bit too much mm-hmm. um, for people to make it. Oh, and the drafts? The, the um, people no. getting screwed over on the last day because of a bad draft? Oh, that's what, that's what I was like... going to say, Scan, what you just said. they like. There's already enough RNG as far as the gameplay goes, and they literally just took it to a whole nother level with implementing, like, BR style to give away 15 grand. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you may as well buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> right. There's yeah. no yeah. What's I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> I'm too <laughs> jaded. Yeah. It seems like a weird in-between. It's like, it's them trying to jump into the competitive MLB The Show, but also them doing that just makes it seem like, hey, you know, like, we just want to have a fun time with it. You just draft the team and choose whoever you want and see how that goes. Because, like, they, you're doing that for the entertainment value. So you only see all the same God squads very mm-hmm. clearly. Also, there's probably a balance aspect because they don't want, like, people, Joe Schmo, who's new to the game, to be discouraged to enter it because he doesn't have but they should be. at that point. They, but, like, yeah, yeah, yeah they, should they should That's be. That's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. it seems so weird because, like, they have this weird jump between is it meant to be competitive? Or is it not meant to be competitive? Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're just really indecisive on it. Like you got to go one way or the other, in my eyes. Definitely. Um. Yeah, I got cheated twice, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the ups. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I believe it. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. The yeah. first one they met, they got the seedings backwards. So I was the oh, one seed that. and played away every single series. Ah! 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the whole Weens thing, the second one, dude, me and ESL do not get along. <laughs> I got but, kicked out of an ESL tournament because I moved Shohei Otani up to my eight hole. And then something in the lineup got messed up since he was my starting pitcher. And then I just didn't have a catcher that was showing on my screen. It was some glitch. And it wouldn't let me start a game because every time we would try to start, it would say incomplete lineup as if you're in franchise oh, mode. And then I messaged Jeez. ESL and they're like, well, there seems to be a glitch. So we're going to have to kick you out of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so Yeah, stupid. they need to it's get so someone stupid. or some team to run it in-house. That's mm -hmm. the best Easily. course. Because they have no, absolutely no communication with ESL. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be shocked if they talked more than twice a year. <laughs> and they have people in the community that would be passionate about, like, getting a rule set set up and getting at least the basics together for them to base it off of. Mm -hmm. It just seems like not even that was set up properly for a good competitive tournament. I mean, there was a lot of money on that uh, in the tournament, yeah. too, for them to mess up so many times. It's like, why are they committing so much money? They're not even doing any of the research or, you know, having the, the right means to get it ran right. I don't know. It just, it, there's so many questions about ESL and... I don't know, man. Like, honestly, I preferred, like, how do you guys think as, you know, competitive players, what, what did you guys think about the content creator league that was put on by SDS compared to ESL? I know it wasn't necessarily, you know, the same type of competitive players as you might, might see at the end of an ESL tournament. But I, in my opinion, I feel like it was ran a lot better in, in something that I would prefer to watch over that tournament any day so if you guys were presented maybe with you know 30 top players in a in a league like that would what would you guys say to something like that uh, i would love it i think what they did with the ccl was great mm -hmm. and i think they could do it with go off the top 30 lifetime on a certain day mm -hmm. and just base it off that it's an easy way to do it even though lifetime isn't the most like complete way to mm -hmm. judge the top players that's the easiest way in my opinion mm-hmm I feel yeah. like the CCL really like proved that they have the ability to run in-house competitions and tournaments and have it be at least somewhat successful. They just need mm -hmm. to kind of put the resources into it. Yeah, the CCL was really well done. I thought it was great start to finish. And that one wasn't necessarily a, to be competitive, mm -hmm. but it did get competitive at the end. And I thought, I don't think anybody that played in it had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. So. And Twitch numbers were super high oh, yeah, every time dude. they were playing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to do that, but more towards comp, that would be amazing. I feel like yeah, I they should they just scrap ESL and do do that. My yeah, and then they could still run like a, I don't want to say lesser, but like a more entertainment-focused mm -hmm. CCL as well. Oh, definitely. I thought they did a good job of presenting it, too, in terms of like bringing people to the, the directory and getting eyes on people, even though they only just flicked on drops, but, like, that got a lot of eyes on it, on people. And, so like, many, especially at the end. And you think that, you know, they could easily do something like this for things down the road to get people's eyes on the direct. Like, they could host something on their channel where they mm -hmm. host the games, and they could say, oh, we're turning on drops. They even just get them in their channel. Mm -hmm. And that helps a ton, just getting eyes on the comp scene because a lot of people don't even. I feel like a lot of people don't even like understand the comp scene in this game until you really get deep in to Twitch and all that stuff. 
There's no real way to access it other than that in my eyes. Yeah, well, it's tough when, I mean, they don't really do a good job of, you know, there, there's really no incentive, like I said, to, to, to really be good at the game. Because let's face it, like, all Top 50 is is a banner at this point. You don't get any sort of swag or signed balls or anything. That's all for Challenge of the Week, which, again, makes no sense to me. Um, but it's like there's no incentive to be one of those guys, really, you know? Another thing that frustrates me is in Challenge of the Week, if you get, like, first, they give you a ball. Like, mm -hmm. a Javier Baez yeah. signed ball. If they could just transfer that to rank, that would be more than enough for people to want to grind. Yeah, and it would first. be cool to to see too, because there'd be actually something more than a banner to grind. Like, I, no one's out here streaming. I, I'm gonna be, you know, top three in in challenge of the week. Like, no one wants to watch that. I don't understand why there's mm -hmm. something associated with that. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like, it could be a signed mm -hmm. ball from. It doesn't have to be a superstar. You mm -hmm. just want you just want something tangible to show off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like I like, have a Hunter Pence hat from 17 that I still have around because mm -hmm. it was cool to win, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I mean, even that belt was the cool, probably the coolest thing they've ever done for the CCL, in my opinion. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, so. just think about that final day of a ranked season and you get all the top few players battling for the top of the leaderboards. Mm -hmm. How fun that would be to watch, seeing, like, the top, like, three guys try to fight for the number one rated for the season and like knowing that there were stakes mm -hmm. like i think it would just only push people even more so i did have another question um centered around rank seasons um do you guys think that legend is the best gameplay to play on and kind of what are your guys' thoughts on on you know I've heard a lot of people argue, you know, we should have universal pitch speeds, stuff like that. Um, but how do you guys feel like the progression is from All Star to to Hall of Fame to to Legend? Do you guys think that's they they because this is the first time they've done this, really, to my knowledge, is is have any games on Legend. So, do you guys think that's you know that's the the best way to play this game competitively is on Legend, and and you guys think that that's a good thing moving forward? I think Legend cuts out the most RNG of of any of the difficulties, which is a you know that's huge. Um, and also personally, I feel like if I like could look at statistics of like my best winning percentage on each difficulty, mm -hmm. I'd be willing to bet that it would probably be Legend because my strength is pitching and. I'm at the mercy of the game below legend as far as pitching goes. It's even mm -hmm. hard to pitch on legend now. I mean, you know, you're still going to give up runs when you face good players. So I personally think legend plays the best for that reason, because below legend, if you're at ship it, you're giving up 10 runs and you can't do anything about it. I think legend is the best game mode. Mm -hmm. There's always drawback to every mode, a call fame too easy to hit. Even some people on legend think it's too hard to hit. And how it's do you... not always like that, though. Yeah. Like, I think I talk about this a lot, but I think they should artificially shrink PCIs like halfway mm -hmm. through the year. Yeah. Because yeah, if they're going to keep going with this structure with good pitching in the beginning and then hitters get better throughout the year, like Hall of Fame played great the first couple months, mm -hmm. in my yep. opinion. Yep. And Legend was almost too hard at times. Yep. Um, 
And then it just is completely 180 from that now where you basically have to play on legend to not give up 10 runs. And even still, you're giving up 10 in like half your games, which is fine. But if they could like uh, just shrink the PCI just uh, slightly throughout the year, it would help balance things a lot. And I don't know, maybe even slow pitch speeds down slightly so you don't outcast the casual players, Mm -hmm. um, but make a harsher PCI change. I don't know how they even implement that, but that's just some ideas. And when you do something, it's it's hard for me because I almost feel like, like when I'm early on on a hundred and two mile an hour fastball, I'm like this, this can't be right. Like we, I don't know what like, and there's too many opportunities where there's just check swings and foul balls in this game. So, I think, you know, shrinking that PCI would probably solve a lot. Um, but I feel like there's still an issue with hitting. Like I don't know, it's there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a game where I like would watch replays of my swing and look at the PCI feedback and it's just totally different things. It's like it's not accurate whatsoever in in the slightest. The timing windows in this game just make right. And just just for the sake, I think, of the podcast, in case we have people that don't understand what you mean, you guys want to clarify what you mean with the inconsistent timing windows? So you might not pick up on that. So I mean, I mean, there will be an inning where like I'll be facing the same starting pitcher as the previous inning, and I'll be like super late, or you know something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And again, same pitcher next inning, I'll be you know taking lunge swings too early, or you know what have you. And I feel like it's not that big of a difference with what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. it should be from too late to too early or what happened. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when you get pitched two sinkers in a row. And one sinker, the first one you get, you're probably like late, just laid on or laid on. You're like, okay, got to time up that sinker. And next sinker, you're like super early on. You're like, what? How did that happen? And they're the exact same pitch. Mm-hmm. And there's no difference between the velocity or anything. But apparently you jumped up way too hard somehow. That point leads me to, um, I think, um, universal pitch speed should be a thing. You think? Yeah, especially this year. That would fix that um, pretty good, in my opinion. It's tough for me because there's so many, like, you know, obviously the casual fan base is what is the majority. Like, like us that even make World Series is, like, you know, even, like, the top 1%. And then... Who make it to top 50 i mean obviously that's such a small percentage but i feel like i don't know sometimes i like i want that to be the case but i feel like that would deter some people if pitch speeds was were all the same but yeah i agree with what it was david that was saying it's just tough would... it's it, and it seems like they they change it up every year like the pitch speeds this year i feel like are different than last year and way different than 18 so i feel like they're always just like like tinkering with it i would love to see universal pitch speeds my only concern is like you were saying with the casual player mm-hmm. they there's if they were to implement something like that there's no way they would ever do something faster than hall of fame mm-hmm. yeah that's what I was so thinking. they would have to they would have to compensate with the pci shrinkage would be the only way to do that successfully. Like Legend would have to be absolutely brutal with the PCI mm-hmm. if we had Universal Hall of Fame pitch speeds. So 
It'd be tough. I, overall, I think it'd be a, you know, great for the game, but it, it'd be really hard to put in. My yeah. only problem is with like 18 people complained about the pitch speed being way too slow, mm-hmm. and I could see that happening again. That's my only concern. Yeah, my I just thought of this. I think the the answer isn't entirely universal pitch speeds, but I think for the key modes that people are playing on that are meant to be somewhat competitive, you keep all those. Like, I don't know if they change up how difficulties work, but like, for example, when you get in that last half of ranked where people are actually really trying to make World Series and mm-hmm. compete at that higher level, they should keep that part of it very similar pitch speeds. And maybe for like the super early part of ranked for people who are very, very casual with it, then you have slower pitch speeds to compensate because they're probably playing on the TV and, you know, maybe struggle with the higher pitch speeds. Because like, obviously, if you play on Hall of Fame pitch speeds and you think of a casual player, playing on tv like that's gonna discourage them from playing the game at all mm-hmm. if ha- like the entire ranked season's experience is that pitch speed so i think the balance is more so making the competitive parts of the game the same pitch speeds and then the non-competitive parts their own thing for the people who aren't playing competitively that's the only thing i think that makes any sort of sense in my eyes i don't think you could have the entire game be the same pitch speed and mm-hmm. have that work out well in any sense yeah they could do something like i don't know it's just like harder to hit after 700 but the division series reward is better than it is right now or something mm-hmm. i don't know the like world series needs to be harder in my yes, opinion i agree but, if that's the end all ranked reward yep. it needs to be harder and if it's not, like, if they can keep it like this, then they have to add something for, say, 1,000 rating or top 50 mm-hmm. just to get people. Because like, World Series for a lot of people, I mean, some people it's the end goal. But also, you know, you think about the, top, the higher tier players in the game, like it's, there's no excitement to it. So I no. think you got to really do something to keep their, draw their interest all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, there, I mean, it's it's really weird because, I mean, a lot, I feel like a lot of people enjoyed this game at the beginning. Like, uh, I mean, let's take the first days out because, you know, we all collectively probably thought that was the best, you know, time the game played. But seems like over time, people just progressively start hating this game. And I don't know if it's the game itself or, like, the outcomes. But do you guys have any, any thoughts on, like, why that could be? Because... I mean, I, I feel like no one really quits this game at the beginning. It's just like over time, people just get tired of like the same thing over and over again. And, and especially this year, it seemed like MLB didn't do any real patches after like the first month or so. And that that probably probably pissed a lot of people off. But do you guys have any any thoughts on that? I do think part of it is just the uh, older the game gets, the more boring it gets. Like that was mm-hmm. going to happen if the game was great in the middle or terrible. Mm hmm. But I do agree, like, the first two months, getting to Prestige, for example, mm-hmm. was, like, such a big goal for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, it was huge. And, like, it's crazy because, I, I don't know, it's just, like, that. Like there was a lot of content, but it wasn't, like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's tough to explain. I think this goes back to the pacing the content thing we were talking about because, again, if it was paced out better and we were still having, like, you know, certain 99 guys trickling into the game right now, then people would still be around and playing. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely difficult because you think about like for a while people were just itching for 99s and then they gave us that fifth inning program and we had a couple I think we had a maybe one yeah that was when they wasn't the fifth inning program the first set of 99s that we got in mm-hmm. terms of the bosses and people were all excited about that and I think it was it's just tough because we were just craving more players throughout the entire year and then they eventually gave that to us and now it's just like I think they just like went through that latter half of it too quick in, in some sense. I mean like what towards the end of the year though, I know people were just like waiting for like they were begging for everyone from Griffey to mm-hmm. to me. So like they had to give us that. Like I think like a good one partial solution was like one thing we had talked about, I think, with Tater was the uh the evolution idea where you do mm-hmm. more advanced evolution cards but for the players that everyone wants. So they get multiple versions throughout the year. So people aren't itching, begging for good cards of theirs. And they don't have to be the best cards in the game all the time, but cards that are at that time of the year and they come out like one of the best players in the game at that time. And then let them play their time out and eventually come out with a better one. And then Mm -hmm. do something like that. Uh, All right, um, hold hold on, guys. We got, uh, so originally we had, you hate about it, uh, scheduled to come in. He had something come up, but he is actually here, so I'm going to drag him in for you guys one second. Thanks for the cameras to be awesome. Yeah, cameras are all going to be effed. What's up, Haina? You mind <laughs> uh, turning on your uh, camera so we can? Uh... I, I know. I'm trying to figure this out really quick. All you got to do is press, like, the turn on camera at the bottom left. I have to go in my video settings. I don't. I don't think I've used my camera on my PC yet. Yeah, that's yeah, why I don't have it. I don't have it set up yet. Give me one second. I apologize. No worries. Let's see if this works. We're all just half bodies on the stream right now. You know. <laughs> Look at my shoulder. It's a sexy okay. shoulder. To go back to your question, Day, I think uh, mm-hmm. I think people start hating the game more when they start running out of things to keep their mind off the game i don't know it's almost like taking care of a, a child almost like as long as you're distracted with content yeah like you don't care about the yeah. gameplay as much but when there's dry spells and complex content then the gameplay just makes you want to stop and it's not even necessarily that gameplay is bad more so that like baseball is a really repetitive sport in general oh 100 like there's much sequencing you can do there's only like every at bat you know it, you can't really tell who's at the plate unless you're really deep in the knowledge of the game so like at least in madden 2k and stuff you can run plays mm-hmm. and come up with schemes and stuff but i just think like yeah people start getting frustrated and quitting when they run out of content that keeps them engaged I also thought they dropped the ball with evolution. I thought that was such oh, a yeah. great beginning of the year. Yeah, we've all and talked like, about that. It's so frustrating. Like I just I thought that was edition, and then they just like stopped. Like I have no idea why, but yeah, it seems that I don't know, man. It seems like a I don't know. Like they have good ideas, they just don't execute at all. Like top fifty, for example, is a really good idea, right? But, like, they just didn't really expand on it at all. All they gave you guys was a banner, and I don't know. It's just really frustrating to see stuff like that. 
Yeah, the fact they never made a prestige Jackie Robinson is absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, 100%. Like, all you have to do is add a fifth stage and, like, tally innings with Dodgers. <laughs> and, like, mm -hmm. he's especially that card, too. Like, I know a lot of people don't believe in the 80 power threshold, but he... Like he would hit it versus both sides if he's prestige. He would get diamond mm -hmm. defense. I know, if he was dude. Prestige. He's just so yeah, close to like, being like such a good card, like a like almost a better like Craig Biggio, basically. Yeah, there's I just there's just a lot of easy things they can do that they just don't do for some reason, and I have a feeling it's just because they don't have the resources and the time to mm -hmm. do everything. Like I'm sure they have a they hit a point in the year, very obviously to me, where they had to shift from twenty to twenty one. Like basically yeah. the whole crew. Yep. Yeah. So mm. that's what I, I'm convinced about. Like content was so good in the sense that it was really easy to build a really good team, no money spent. And it was very rewarding for people who didn't want to spend money on stubs, but they still missed the drop the ball on so many things. It's just almost confusing how they did. Mm -hmm. I think even like the the prestige thing, kind of like how y'all were talking with Jackie, why not when it gets to this point in the year? like you know a month or so away from the new game cycle they just release a bunch of programs to get prestige versions of diamonds that we don't have like another thing like thing for the old timers to get babe ruth or you know i mean there's so yeah, many genius diamonds mm -hmm. that we have like that mm -hmm. that are not prestigeable it's just like at these later stages of the game dropping one more program that'll bring people back because they want prestige babe ruth or whoever yeah that yeah. idea is incredible like with every card that's not sellable you can yeah. make a prestige with a why program not? or something yeah, yeah. I, I, I never want to be prestigeable yeah and honestly every, like, every it, like it devalues the cards that aren't like those 12 and 0 mm -hmm. world series guys like it's a deterrent for some because they can't prestige them and get that get that extra plus three to everything especially early in the year with br rewards like if you could prestige like Zobrist when he came out, that would have been oh, insane. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like not so much now because all the rewards are 99, even though prestige Willie Mays would be sick. But especially with the early cards, and this goes back to what we were saying, where they should have more like lower overall diamonds and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many like random people that could have a 92 card that would just be so sick if you could prestige it. I just think to myself, like, somebody's got to be smart enough over there to, like, and they're, they're great. I mean, I'm not complaining about the game. They've given all of us numerous opportunities that, you know, we're all thankful for. But, I mean, how does this not click? These seem mm -hmm. like simple things. That's just what I wonder to myself. It's it's tough because you can tell, like, like especially when you play the game, like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I guarantee a lot of these guys probably play often, but... It's like, I don't think they're thinking about stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I imagine most of their work day is, like, daily grind stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, logistical things. Yeah. So, they probably don't have a whole lot of times, especially, like, in the midst of the hype season, like, March through mm -hmm. June. They probably don't sit down and talk about things at all. I'm sure it's all pre-scheduled and stuff. So. I feel like one thing that they do well... And is one of the, I think we're I think we'll get a lot more expanded procedures next year. Is that in fact they are really good at expanding on what they've implemented in a previous year. Like moments yeah. this year was way better than moments the previous year. Mm -hmm. Conquest has gotten better year after year. I feel like once they get something in, in the game, they're good at expanding upon that. Like I imagine Showdown will be way more better and more mm -hmm. rewarding next year compared 
this year. So I'm hopeful that can be the same with prestigious and evolution programs and player programs and things of that sort that were new this year. I don't know if you guys talked about prestige cards yet because I hopped in late here, but uh, how do you feel about um, like the way how prestige works, how everything's just a plus three, like across the board? I think it was Shelfie's video. He talked about it where he would like an idea where if it was something similar to how like if you play 2K, where you have a choice where you can pick and choose on mm-hmm. like where you want it. So, like, say for a guy, I don't know, I think Jim Tomey, for example, if say a card has like 125, and mm-hmm. a stat, you prestige it, it's essentially you're not really getting anything from that. What mm-hmm. if you were able to take those prestige points and say putting on contact versus left or power versus left or something like that? Yeah, we, we actually brought it up in a previous episode and we were talking about like someone like Alex Rodriguez, where mm-hmm. if you prestige him, you pick like, you know, one of three different cards basically, you know. Like more yeah, of like a fielding do. focus yeah. or more of like a power focus or more like a balance, like you get plus three across the board. Prestige cards, it's like it's almost for a lot of it where a lot of it's just trying to hit a certain threshold. Like I me personally, I feel like prestige cards are better for pitchers than hitters unless 100%. you're trying to like um I don't know, say if you're trying to go from silver to gold fielding or gold to diamond fielding or something. Mm-hmm trying to hit that 80 power threshold because like for me personally if i have a card that has like say for example 115 contact against right and 117 contact well what's plus three really going to do and that's that grand Mm -hmm. scam things so yeah it's interesting because like i feel like it just it's really gonna boil down to like what do they want prestige cards to be do they want them to be a small bonus for players that use a card all the time where it's maybe not worth grinding towards, but like if you get them done, then you get that small reward. Or is it going to be something where they wanted to make it worth the grind and you get a bigger upgrade and you reward the players who take the time and try to earn that? And I think they have to set their mind to just one or the other. Mm-hmm. If they set their mind on making the procedures really worth it and more than just a small bonus, then I could see them changing, like making spe- specific prestige cards based on like that card instead of just like, you get plus three everywhere to make it like this prestige card has a little bit more power than some other prestige card. This prestige card gets more defense than other ones based on like their weaknesses and stuff. Well, that's how I felt about uh, Jackie. Like I actually felt rewarded doing that, you know, the grind. Sometimes I don't really feel that way with the prestige cards, but I don't know, like with Jackie specifically, I just feel like they need more. They need to do more of that. Yeah, I think prestige cards are a little too binary too. Mm-hmm. Like they're either prestiged or they're not. Like I think it'd be really cool to like go like plus ones through plus fives, but make the plus ones like super easy and or obtainable offline. And then like make the plus four plus fives like like you could get to the plus fives and they have stat requirements online like Luke mm-hmm. Eric or something. Like because then you could progress through prestige and it's not just. If I have 120 hits with Larry Walker, he's still not prestiged in any way. You know what I mean? So, How did you guys feel about um, the missions? And this was like, I think back in like 18, it might have been a little bit 19, but like the specific in-game missions where you had to get like, you know, several, like let's, let's say for example, like to get, you know, prestige, and a bunch of power or whatever you had to hit like three home runs in a game or something like that like 
would you guys be opposed to that or would it be just like something like you know people just you know of course would take advantage of that and and just you know match up with someone yeah i was just about to say i think people would just boost for it so <laughs> the amount of times i played against the rockies on rookie and ob18 trying to get doubles <laughs> or walks or whatever with whoever <laughs> was rough mind numbing yeah. They actually yeah. did that with online missions in 17 too. Like mm -hmm. one of the in-game programs, you had to get like mm -hmm. three extra base or three home runs in a walk with Miguel get, Cabrera. Yeah, or with uh, the breakout okay. Griffey. I'll never forget somebody dashboarded on me while I was going for my third one. I was pissed. <laughs> 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 my third homer of the game with them. I was done with the mission dashboard. Yeah, Yikes, the single game missions I don't think would work, but that's just my opinion. I'm definitely more of a fan of the cumulative versus single games because then i feel like i'm at least getting something every time yeah. i get a result with them mm -hmm. single game ones are tough because you're constantly going for that every single game and the second that you don't get it it's just like okay on to the next one mm -hmm. i feel like i just do 10 times worse with like it's like when you're one homer away from getting a card prestiged it's like the hardest homer to get years trying too hard to do it oh that was me it's with like, it's uh, like that yeah that was me the other trout, day yeah yeah with trout i couldn't it, hit it, i literally <laughs> I, I hit 400 with trout i couldn't hit at all with him when i knew i was one home run away it was every the time i'm thing. like hit with someone i can never get that last hit like mm -hmm. i just try swinging at everything and it's just mm -hmm. terrible mm -hmm. the only thing i will say about the single game missions which is a benefit especially for like some of those all online ones in 17 like going for that griffey was definitely some like the most rewarding yeah that's what i was gonna of, like, say feeling like of achievement definitely. afterwards it's like oh man i've been trying to get these hits for in this online game for three weeks with griffey i finally did it like yeah definitely had that euphoric feeling mm -hmm. and you don't really yeah. feel that way when you prestige someone in my opinion it's just like okay finally the grind is over you know I think a lot of us don't even feel that way for making World Series. So, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a feeling that you don't see often in the game anymore, I feel like. Yeah, it was way too easy to make World Series this year. It was, I don't know. And, again, that kind of goes back to, like, all the cards that were released this year, I feel like. It's just, like, so easy to have a God Squad. I don't know, man. It's just, like... I don't want it to be harder, but at the same time, like, I just, just didn't almost feel balanced because... And here's another thing I would like to bring up because I am terrible at it. Pitching. And Trumination, TJ, as someone who's, you know, kind of known for your pitching instead of hitting, like what what do you like what are some tips? You know, if you're if you were to give me a tip on, you know, how to pitch better in the game, because I am absolute dog shit at it. So I just would like to know like what like how do you how do you take advantage of pitching in this game? Because I feel like it is damn near impossible. You just got to pray to the man upstairs more than your opponent. That's the key. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, Dick, Dick all, uh, helps too. Wait, what? Hippo what Dick. Hippo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine forgetting Hippo's <laughs> That's name. That's how. I forgot oh. to, we're, we're, we got to talk about that too because. Okay, so here, here, this is what I'll tell you, okay? <laughs> So I started that. I started the cap in the pen thing. MLB 18. I was like, I'm going to experiment with this and just see. And it worked. And everybody else made it cheesy. So I get a pass because I was the first one to do it. Okay, okay. That's my rule. I get a pass. But um, 
No, man. I mean, honestly, I've been finding myself getting really frustrated at the game lately, and it's because I can't pitch, I feel. That drives me crazy. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It's like I have a one, two, three inning, and I'm like, okay, it's all right. But then, like, I give up eight, 10, 12 runs every game, and it just infuriates me. Like, my lifetime ERA has gone up almost two full runs since MLB 19. It was like a three, four, five last year. And it's like a almost a five something, um, mm -hmm. like a five, two or something like that. Um, but again, I think it goes back to the hitting kind of being broken in a way, like, mm -hmm. you know, all the early high and away home runs that get pulled 500 feet or, you know, just balls not in the PCI carrying out, you know, mm -hmm. I just feel like last year's so much more accurate as far as PCI goes. And we just, it's, yeah, we just don't see that anymore. Yeah. Like I, I get asked for pitching tips all the time and I truly just don't have anything. I feel like I've been <laughs> horrid at pitching lately and I don't play it, ship it. So my stats just look better that's than true. most people. Yeah, I was going to say, make sure you play a main street. Make sure that that's a, make sure you pay, play a pain street. Pain street, baby. <laughs> I think there's easy things that can make pitching better. And one of them is, I mean, they, it's being a dead horse at this point, but I, th I don't think people tangibly realize how inflated ERAs are because of check swings and foul balls. Mm -hmm. like yeah, God, dude. if you were consistently called for strikes on check yeah. swings a lot of people's average would go down 50 points mm -hmm. at yep. least you know what i mean like there's so many at bats and the other thing i was gonna say in tangent with this was uh probably less home runs even though that kind of takes a little fun out of it i like to see like gap power or something come in the mm -hmm. game um, but so many at bats are kept alive like you only you have to make 27 outs right and there's like three or four of them a game that should have been outs that mm -hmm. weren't and they always snowball into runs and where you when you're using traditional stats like era like even two or three extra runs that shouldn't happen all of a sudden you've given up eight instead of five you mm -hmm. know what i mean so that's that's probably the biggest gameplay thing for me is check swings and foul balls i personally think if it says the word vary that you shouldn't make contact mm -hmm. that's just my opinion no, that makes sense. And a lot of those are fair. I can't tell you how many very early ground balls the third base I've hit lately. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. If, you, if you're watching the custom league games, and I swear I've seen like five very early homers this last week. Like Ew. from watching games, it's disgusting. That's gross. It's like, it's insane. It's so. I feel long. like one thing, I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but I feel like. Maybe even adjusting the strike zone could help too. I feel like the amount of times you get a pitch right on the black oh and you just God, get dude. nothing. It oh. feels like a lot of times there'll be points in the game where it's like, man, if I'm not throwing it down the middle of the plate, like it's going to be a ball. Mm -hmm. Like that, those yeah. are my options. I'm either throwing it down the middle of the plate or it's a ball. I can't like mm -hmm. hit a pitch on the corner because it's either going to be just off the corner and not get a call or it's going to hang down the middle of the plate. Yep. No, that's fair. 100%. Like they, yeah, need, to, so many... they need to extend it a little bit more my opinion like to, if, if it hits the black then it should be a strike i also swear every time there's a very early check swing with two strikes the next pitch it is always a home run there's <laughs> no there's it never happens where someone strikes out after a very early check swing foul ball mm -hmm. like, your opponent gets a lunge swing it's a homer next pitch so i mean it's, it's yeah, just yeah. guaranteed to happen almost mm-hmm mm -hmm. 
Well, do you guys have anything else? Maybe we should open up to the uh, to the chat. Do you guys have any questions for for these guys? Um, and then also, uh, Haina, um, so you just came back from, uh, from reporting, right? You're like a local yes. sports reporter. Yeah, and I was I just, yeah. and I was just curious cause you know, we always ask our new guests, you know, question or two, just to get to know them a little better. Like, yeah, um, sure. how much do you think that, you know, translates into streaming and is that, is that sort of the reason you, you wanted to pick this up and, and like, what, what do you think are the similarities between the two? Honestly, I think like just honestly, like with going to school and being a reporter and whatnot, you asked me a year, two years ago, I never would have been able to speak in front of a camera, put a microphone, people watch me and whatnot. So mm -hmm. honestly, I would say like just this in general has made streaming and everything so much easier for me. Like, obviously, I still get that, you know, a little bit of anxiety and you get nervous and stuff before you go live and whatnot. But mm -hmm. It's helped me out a lot with like the interviewing process and stuff too, talking to Definitely. coaches, talking to players. So it's it's helped me out a ton, if I'm being honest. Yeah, no, I've felt that way too, especially in interviews and stuff. You just feel more comfortable talking to people that you don't necessarily know because mm -hmm. you do that all the time when you stream, you know? Yeah. That's awesome though. Um, let's see, what do we got here? Um thoughts on content consistency like content just dies out once december hits i feel like we kind of talked about that um yeah and i feel like it'd be a lot mm. easier to deal with something like that if we knew when only the show 21 is coming out but now we're just like heavily criticizing any card that comes out because it's like what's going to keep us through to get to 21 basically yeah, yeah it's kind of like just a, mm -hmm. it's like a double whammy like they made arguably too too many good cards in the same year that we had the longest in-game we've ever had so it's like those two things in conjunction like we haven't really had anything to look forward to since stage four dropped mm -hmm. and even before that there was like three months of only looking forward to stage four mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's been a, it's been a long time yeah um i think um we briefly touched on it, but like, what is something that you guys would like to see for rewards past nine hundred? You guys have any anything in particular? Like for me, it's like ten packs or whatever. That's useless. Like, give them like a hundred thousand stubs or something like that. You know, like you I, I think stubs is the best idea. Mm -hmm. What you just said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially like at the, the beginning too. Like that could really help. At the beginning, if you get, you know, the 100,000, 200,000 stubs or something like that. Also having, like, better, more rewarding packs to potentially go along with that instead of just mm -hmm. a standard pack, which is worthless after July. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they have to scale it throughout the year, like they do with World Series awards. You get new World Series awards, why don't you scale up all the other content that you get after that? Instead of just giving us basic old packs that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... Kind of how they do like a 12 and 0 BR thing as well. Why can't we have something like that for like a 1000 or 1100 rating? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, 12 and 0 pack too. has been brought up several times. And I feel like, especially at this point in the year, it's like, dude, you're really not going to have people like play with Chipper Jones, who's their favorite player, because they're just waiting on this card to get sold to him. Like, I don't know. It's I've like, used zero of those cards this year. I've same. used zero. 
I was going to mention something about, I think it would be cool if they could like kind of intertwine BR and ranked seasons so that you could play mm-hmm. either or and get roughly the same rewards. Like I think a 12 and 0 pack at like a thousand or 1100 would be cool. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time you could make BR se- in seasonal with the ranked season schedule. And then like two or three 12 and O's in the season would give you a world series pack. I think that would be. That is. I like that. I like that a lot. They put more of those cards in circulation on the market too, which Mm -hmm. clearly has been a big issue this year of people like not being able to acquire stuff even if they want to. Yeah. Because I feel like one mode or the other. I feel like BR cards come out at the same pace as World Series rewards, but they're always like off of each other. So I think they line them up pretty easily. I don't know if they'd want to do that because I'm sure they alternate them on purpose, but just a thought. Yeah, it's just crazy that they haven't touched it. Like, they haven't touched those rewards past a thousand. Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It just feels lazy almost because it just feels like it's such an easy thing to, to ch- change, you know? I yeah, know. and they do that a lot with other parts of the game too. Like, I don't know. I'm. I guess this is nitpicking at this point, but there's a lot of times where they just like slap the same rewards on everything, like ten packs mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. When Stage four finest came out. Like the fact that they just slapped 115 at bats on every card kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no deep thought in a lot of the stuff they do. And like I said, I'm sure they have resource issues, but it's just there's a lot of small stuff they could do like better that really wouldn't take a lot of effort, in my opinion easily yeah like i think the the biggest copy paste thing for me as of late is just every single event now like every single Mm -hmm. event is just copy paste with a different rule set with uh not even that great rewards and you look at the rewards other than the players like just like a lot of the packs are are irrelevant at this point it's like i know what our events and they're not like the hardest rewards to earn but it's like there's no reason like nobody has any reason to want to play stuff when you don't like give them anything to be interested for and, and they have that they have that rewind pack which is i think i think that's yeah. a cool addition but then they put it at 60 wins of 16 in games yeah. in two weeks yeah. like nobody's yeah. getting that yeah who yeah, has the no time to do that it's expensive <laughs> yeah. either it's like no live the game to get it mm-hmm. so yeah. frustrating all of these yeah. things that we're talking about just like scare me as a strictly mlb the show content creator that we might have this until Probably May. Oh, no, I know. It scares me, too. Trust me on that. Me, too, brother. Yeah. (laughs) I think all of us are, in some sense. Well, I'm glad people are actually doing stuff about it. Like like I said, like, the custom leagues have actually given me something to watch. Like, if my two buddies are, you know, playing against each other, like, I'm going to watch that because, you know, there's actually something entertaining to watch. But, like, I'm going to be honest, like, even myself, like grinding World Series and seeing you guys grind top fifty, like let's be honest, it's not exciting to me anymore. Like it's no. been there and it, done like so many times cool. over. It's like like it's cool, obviously. And it's, it's not exciting doing it either. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm over it. Me, I need something Same. fresh. Mm-hmm. And something like a weekend league, like it would be because they always around this time they always give us like a beta, you know. So, like, why not just make the beta, like, a weekend league or something for us, you know? It's like, ugh, I don't know. I could go I mean, that, That's what I was saying. I was 
because you know like with the beta is usually closed or whatever i think that'd be the perfect if they want to introduce something like that mm-hmm. the beta would be a great spot to you know maybe try to implement that because i know i don't even remember like what modes they have in a beta but if that's something they want to implement that'd be the perfect place to do it and just kind of work around with it and see how people like it mm-hmm. i feel like that's the one thing I'm not, you know, I expect a lot, but I don't at the same time. If I could just ask for one thing next year, it'd be a weekend league. I feel like that. Yeah. We just need one more, what? just one more game mode. Because, like, it's just tough, dude. It's tough. When's the last time they added an online mode to MLB? Was it, was it events? Yeah, events was the yeah. last one. It's been a while. I mean, they've added moments. They've added showdown. Um, I mean, they have a ton of conquest boards, and they really went above and beyond this year. They put a ton of conquest boards into this mm-hmm. game. I just think this would be a good time to add a new online mode, try to keep things fresh because it's been rank seasons, VR, and events for a while now. So, mm-hmm. well, I do. I, I, I am glad that they do. brought on custom leagues. I will say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, that was huge this year. We didn't For have sure. that. This game would be just so far down the drain. There's also some weird stuff with custom leagues too. Like you can't turn off injuries, and you see the weirdest injuries ever. Like I've I've been witness to Mickey Mantle not locking on a fly ball and getting hit in the head and being injured for the game. That was against me. So like, yeah, me. yep. And that happened to me in another custom league too. It happened to me in Days Custom League with Aaron Judge. <laughs> so like, you get the weirdest injuries ever. A pitcher will be coming out of the bullpen or get injured two pitches in. Yeah, to the, the game. No, the other like, day Toshiro was playing uh, Limitless and. Toshiro's third pitch with Clayton Kershaw, he got injured. <laughs> oh my god! Remember when that was in ranked? They used to have injuries oh, yeah. on in ranked. I actually kind of, I'm be honest, I kind of missed that. <laughs> I kind of missed those like random Dude, it injuries. Was... <laughs> it's just it was literally chaos. meta. It was literally meta to not carry a backup catcher because your catcher couldn't get injured if you didn't have a catcher on the bench. I did not know that. that was also- <laughs> 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 so crazy. <laughs> Uh, oh man i don't know about you guys but and i know kreiner i've kind of talked to him about this a bit um i i kind of miss with how easy it's been the last few years like when it was harder to build up a like god squad Mm -hmm. like i mean now i got two million stubs sitting in my bank account with nothing to do with them and i feel like 16 17 and 18 stunk but still I was just like, I always had something to spend my stubs on to make my team better. Like, I, I feel like back in the day, like 16 and 17, like gold Mike Napoli, like 89 overall would be like 10 to 15,000 stubs like mm-hmm. all year or something like something like that. Yeah. And diamonds would still be expensive the whole year. And like, there's pros and cons, but like, again, another way to keep it fresh, like always having something to build up on your team. I kind of enjoyed that versus I've had my God squad this year for three months and I could buy anybody in the game 10 times over right now. Just about, I just think, I think that just goes with the amount of cards that are in the game. Honestly. Yeah. Cause it, with how many cards are in the game, it makes it so you can sell more cards for stubs mm-hmm. exactly. to buy the one card that you want. And so, then everybody's stub count rises and then the demand rises for every card. I mean, in theory, you could just make those, like, a lot, like, make basically 
program, all those guys, make all those guys non-sellable. I mean, I feel like that would be the only solution to making... Because there would be less cards on the market, you know? So make, you know, yeah. all the team affinities, none of those are sellable. Um, mm -hmm. Player of the month, and everything. I, I think player of the month's already non-sellable, but it's not, yeah, I guess it's not a good example. Tops now, yeah, non-sellable. Uh, stuff like that, I feel like, would would be the only solution because at this point like when you're when you can just get a card super easy and, and sell them for five six k like why wouldn't you you know especially if you're not going to yeah. use them mm -hmm. i think it's just a balancing act like you want to keep on giving good players and players something to strive for competitively i think and but you also want to give enough good players for people offline to build up a team to keep up mm -hmm. with the rest and I think at some point you just lose that balance. And obviously when there's nothing even new to the game, then there's nothing to look forward to in either aspect mm -hmm. of the game. And that's why it's this part of the year, especially it feels so stale because there's nothing to even look forward to at this point. Like, I don't know, like maybe they found that balance of keep on giving us new rewards throughout the entire year in online modes and make them like actually like something people want in terms of like ranked mm -hmm. seasons, VR. Um, and also just like keep on giving us players offline that, you know, players want to grind for in separate programs like the Babe Ruth, um, extreme programs, whatever there is. Mm -hmm. Um, cream has a good question. I think we'll just end on this one. Um, what are you guys most worried about heading into 21? And it won't come out soon. <laughs> That we have to wait until Facts. who knows how long and we're stuck with it will be 20. Not that I haven't loved it, but, you know, nine months of it has been enough. Uncertainty, uncertainty, uncertainty is my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Like we don't know anything really. Yeah. I think for me, it's having the same engine. I hope there's a new engine next year because the hitting engine has never felt perfect in my opinion i mean perfect perfect like Kreiner said is a good idea but like honestly it feels like the meta is early hitting anyways so and i feel like that just goes back to the hitting engine but if they can just i don't know i, I almost want them to start from scratch especially pitching like pitching they is could way... implement a pitch perfect perfect into another style of engine like the concept of perfect well they already did it yeah they already did it for could... fielding too like yeah. you could implement that in another style of hitting engine. It's just the concept. The concept mm -hmm. is a great concept, I think. Mm -hmm. And it just they they have to execute it in another fashion. Yeah, with pitching specifically, there's so much you could do with perfect perfect pitching. Exactly. That would be so cool. Like you can only get perfect perfects if your control rating on that pitch is above ninety or something. I don't know. There's a yeah. lot they could do. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, for me, the number one thing I'm most concerned about is the release date as of right now. Yep. And then also um, the content pacing again, because I'm yeah. sure this was their most successful year by far financially. And so I'm a little worried that they'll just kind of go through the motions again, the exact same way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say like, I was like, I'm worried about the release date and all that, but I'm worried if they just took content, like, cause a lot of us were celebrating content for a lot of this year. And now at this point in the year where we've had time to think about it and reflect on it, I think it, I think it's scary, especially as a content creator of the game, that they do the same thing over again 
Mm -hmm. And we're going to be at this point one year down the road just thinking the same exact thoughts about the content and just that. You know, like, listen, they've had a cycle from MLB 19 with content with the, the inning programs and yeah, I know. us free to earn players I don't want to see that and, again, in my opinion. But I want, I want something fresh. Yeah. We don't have anything fresh about the game. And if they don't do anything like that next year, people are going to give up on this game even quicker than this year. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. I, I and the other thing is that like again and this might have to do with twenty one and everything. There were no patches after like the first or second month. Like they need to be more consistent with like what we're trying to help them out with. Because all we did this year was complain about how shitty the game was, and SDS did literally nothing outside of two months. So it's like if they're not gonna patch the game we're working on, then that we're playing then it's like it's almost like they don't even care i think they need to find a balance though with that too because <laughs> they patched it so much within those first couple yeah, months dude then... that's the issue too they patched it yeah. like four or five times in the first week or something ridiculous yeah. like that and then yeah. like you don't i don't know i kind of like in a sense i know madden sometimes they don't release their first patch to like maybe three, four weeks after launch to see yeah. just how the game plays. And then, I don't know, they went out, they patched the game like five days after launch. And at that point, you really can't get a fair judgment on, on how a game plays. Like it's only been out for five days. Mm -hmm. And I just think, you know, while there might be some small issues, I don't think we should be touching a pitching or a hitting engine that early into a game's life cycle to determine if it's broken, if it's good, what needs to be tweaked and whatnot. So especially when not everyone right has now, the cards too, you know, yeah. it's like we were, you know, saying things about the game and like no one had a team of all 99s. Like you really don't know how the game plays to its best until you have the best players in the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That first, that first week patch, I just struggle to find uh, any good explanation for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like they just they patched the game before a single person made World Series. They patched mm -hmm. the game like while people with Mickey Mantle and collections done were playing people with silvers in their lineup. Exactly. On veteran. Like <laughs> Exactly. You know, there's like Whereas like hitting is so broken. It's like we're all playing on like, veteran yeah, right now, you know? You're hitting off Garrett Richards with Mickey <laughs> yeah. Mantle on veteran. Of course hitting is yeah. cracked. Like, yeah. don't touch anything yet. It's so mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah. I hope they learn that this year because, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever seen a, a fan base freak out so much after that patch. Mm -hmm. It's just like you could feel it in the game right after. I think that's mm -hmm. why the reaction was so yeah. bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think another thing that kind of extrapolated that was communication-wise. I mean, they've been solid at times but then there's also been times where they don't communicate until the community like sits there and hounds them over and over and over again like with the will be 21 news yeah. they didn't send out you know the tweet about getting more news in february until every single tweet all the replies were just consistent it'll be 21 it'll be 21 it'll be 21 it seems like there's been a couple of times where they've kind of gone dark at times and mm -hmm. haven't really the communication mm -hmm. I could be wrong. I feel like sometimes, like, in situations like that, though, their hands could be tied with, like, obviously, and, like, what they're allowed to say and what they're not. And, like, yeah. guilty of it, yeah. too, asking for news and whatnot. But a lot of it just comes down to probably of, hey, you're, you're, we're really not allowed to say anything until this date. So, mm -hmm. I 
I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just it's hard, I guess. Yeah, like I think Seabrev touched on it a couple times. I feel like there a lot of the issues were inconsistencies. I feel like a lot of that comes from resources and like yeah. you feel like like especially like at the latter half of the year, reason we haven't seen a patch in so long is probably because they were like, why even spend our time trying to fix this game when we should just dedicate our resources that's how i feel new game i hope i I hope that was the case i really in an ideal world they would have the resources do both and obviously they don't and with other different situations not just with that you can see that like they were dedicating resources towards one thing thus why they probably dropped the ball on something else and obviously they're focusing all their effort on developing this new game so i'd like to assume that they were like, oh, you know, let's just drop communication for all this stuff, and then we'll we'll catch up with that communication again with the new news that we'll be getting from the new game down the road. Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously now we're just cut out to drive for a while until we hear something. Yeah. Well, you guys have any last remarks? Appreciate all you guys coming on again. Another good good panel. And hopefully, you know, this time next week, maybe in two weeks, we hear some news about 21. We can talk about that. Um, but yeah, my I think that's all, that's all I want for my birthdays. It'll be 21 news. I got a feeling. <laughs> When's your birthday? <laughs> Wednesday? I got a feeling. Okay. Oh, February 3rd. I hope, I hope it's at the beginning as opposed to the end because... <laughs> I don't think yeah, I can take this any longer. The yeah, second February starts, you know the reply is going to be back. You you already know. <laughs> yeah, the they just they February, held off the reply. Where's the MOB 21 news? <laughs> yeah, I you hate know what's going to happen. I absolutely hate that I'm going to be checking Twitter so much at work all right. of February. You just got to turn on those notifications, dude. <laughs> That's all you need. And then you see a notification, it'll be like, Check out the new event where you earn a 97 poo-poo card. <laughs> and it'll just be a great waste of my time. Yeah, I want 100%. the news early February because that'll tell me that the game is less delayed than we might think it is. If we get it Even if- Fe- February 28th, then that's just a month longer than it. <laughs> I mean, I mean news I, I, new yeah. Coming out in March. Yeah. Longest delay. Even if it's just a cover artist, like cover player, like something. We need something a release date, to. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That release date, I think that's it. For, that's what I need. Late, something to look forward to. Something yeah. to like have some hope. Some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Something to get excited about again. 100%. Because we're out here grinding freaking mantle from day zero and just doing ridiculous things to try and, try and you know, yeah. just. Appreciate the game, but it's it's getting harder and harder. I'm gonna be honest. So yeah, nothing beats that first couple months, man. No, dude. Just like first drug yeah. addict. Like, I'm so <laughs> down about MLB because I'm just like missing the good old days. Right, dude. I know, dude. That fresh wipe, you. dude. The wipe is oh, oh. man, dude. I think I actually think these companies could be successful if they did six month cycles instead of a year. Honestly. But they're probably none of them are gonna do that, but yeah, I think they could. That'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna end it there. Um, appreciate all you guys hopping on and appreciate everyone in the chat, all the follows, subs, everything else. Appreciate you guys. This has been episode five. Catch you next time.
And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys.